Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. You gotta warn me. I'm your Herd Mom. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in. We're doing it. It's happening. Episode. It's um, now. Now. In this episode now, uh, we're starting, I guess you'd call it a series. It's just a few episodes yeah. with a similar focus. Um, we've mentioned before uh, that we were going to be doing this, but it's essentially for the next few episodes, because we wanted to... Now that we have the sequel trilogy book ended, mm-hmm. um, we've we've talked a lot on the show about many a character, um, mostly original, prequels, Clone mm-hmm. Wars. You know, not that we've intentionally focused that way, but um, because we came, we started the podcast after Episode Eight. Um, <clears throat> really, Episode Nine is the only one yeah. that has released during our podcast life. So we really haven't had a lot to focus on as far as the sequel trilogy. So um, we wanted to focus in on the sequel trilogy specifically. Um, And one of the ways to do that is, I mean, we could talk about events and cool things and action, but what makes up Star Wars arguably um, that everyone loves so much is the characters. the cool stuff is the cool stuff, and we all do have our favorite cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think what makes us have such strong feelings and opinions um, about the the films itself or the saga itself or whatever, um, it's the characters that we relate to. It's the characters we like and the reasons we like them. Um, and we spent a lot of time when we were talking about Episode Nine about how perspective shifts on certain things. Um, I think certain things are non-negotiable, but then obviously there are things that are completely up for whatever interpretation you want to have. Yeah, definitely. And so um, some of this is going to be kind of, it's it's going to be both in-universe, I guess, and out-of-universe in that we're talking about the story, but we're also talking about it from an outside-looking-in perspective. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of projecting in these episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to explain exactly um, yeah. how we're approaching this. Essentially, we just yeah. we're going to take a, a, a moment to talk about the main character. We may not, I mean, just time wise, we probably won't talk about everyone that was in every movie. We're yeah. not talking about Elo Asti in this movie uh, episode. Oh come on! Um, but we will try and hit the the major players, of course. Like um, almost every every no every one definitely has Finn. Poe, Rey, Kylo. Um, this one has Han, whereas in episode 8, obviously, we're not really talking yeah. about Han. But yeah, a little bit of Luke. Episode 9, yeah, we're really not talking about much Luke here, but episode it, 8 and 9, yeah. His character development is no. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Leia, uh, yeah. obviously Kylo, Ben, um, you know, like, well, not like that. I'm not, I don't, I, I don't think we're going to talk about Hux. We're not, he's not really on here. Um, he doesn't really... A little bit. I mean, <laughs> maybe in episode about... nine. He develops a little bit. He, he does. <laughs> I but guess. I love my redheaded friend. Yeah. Now, so this isn't a matter of, here's us talking about our favorites. You mm-hmm. know, it's the the sequel trilogy a little bit is like told through these characters. Mm-hmm. We tried to pick characters that are essential to the telling of this story because basically the way we're looking at the story is by looking at their journey. Mm-hmm. What happens with Finn in episode seven 
that creates our perspective of episode 7. What happens with Finn in episode 8 that creates our perspective of episode 8 and episode 9 and so on. It's the idea of looking through the events of the character and the growth of the character to... It's it's more than just a review of the episode because we could have done that too. I mean, we were back and forth on, okay, the sequel trilogy is done. How do we talk about it? Um, This seemed like the most interesting way because, again, we haven't spent time just talking about Finn, just talking about Poe. Ray and Kylo, of course, have come up because they're a bit more major player to the story. So we've talked about stuff like that, but... um, you know, it, instead of going straight forward, here's our thoughts on the movie. Um, it's more like, here's our thoughts on episode seven through Finn mm-hmm. and then through Poe. And, the, you know, kind of like that. Um, because at the same time, you know, certain people don't like Finn. Um, yeah. Certain people don't like Poe. Certain people don't like certain things done with certain characters at certain times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it can be said that we are giving ourselves free reign to add to, you know, like, because in episode eight, we get Rose. Who... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rose is part of yeah. our discussion for the next one, for sure. You can't see it, but under the sweater, <laughs> I am wearing a Rose yeah, Tico super, shirt. Yeah, super made. There yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but, okay, so, but episode eight's a good example <clears throat> in terms of a lot of people don't like Luke. That's my favorite Luke. Um, <laughs> and so realistic Luke. Yeah. Honestly. A little bit. Um, but so rather than just tell you why I like episode eight and then in, when we spend some time with that, it's going to be, here's why I like episode eight because of Luke's journey. Mm-hmm. Here's why I like episode seven because of Poe's journey and so forth and so on. So hopefully that kind of gives an idea of the conversations we're going to be having. This episode is all about the force awakens. We're going in chronological order. So yes. next week will be episode eight and then we'll talk about episode nine character specific because we spent last week talking about hey we liked this we liked that this was cool Mm -hmm. so in a few weeks we'll get to have time to look at episode nine in a very different perspective by looking through the characters that make up the episode yeah um and this could completely fall flat and nobody might like it but um yeah and i'll be honest there's gonna be some times (laughs) where we will state an opinion and we forget to say i think or i feel that right Um, don't take our word as that's what we are sure yeah and and we're gonna kind of reintroduce this every week just in case someone comes along when we're talking about episode nine and didn't get seven and eight or if you just want to watch specific episodes yeah which is fine um but Every episode will try and reinforce that, you know, this is from our view. I mean, yeah. there's going to be things we don't even necessarily see the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that's part of the conversation, too, is here's what I saw in Finn. Here's what I saw in yeah. Kylo Ren, you know, and so forth. And, and so, and not establishing it as definitive. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything definitive, it's going to be what's clearly stated through canon and whatnot, not necessarily... Uh, up for interpretation um but by and large it's going to be a lot of just our perspective and opinion yeah for sure like i said there's gonna be a lot of projecting so and and the interesting thing though will be um getting the reception from you guys though and and we say all the time that's why we um start the conversations we start is because we think it would be interesting to have with other folks Mm -hmm. and so certainly um, we don't have friends (laughs) no we do um but we do love you guys um and, and we would love to hear your perceptions. What did you see in episode nine through 
the character of Finn? What did you see through uh, the specific characters that we're going to talk about? Um, because, you know, a again, my opinions of Episode 7 are formed by my opinions of the character journeys. Because yeah. every episode is bit, it's, it's literally just a bunch of character stories that are interwoven into one big story. Mm -hmm. um, and also it's interesting to talk to someone and find out why they like a character. Oh, yeah. Like one of, um, go, oh, go ahead. <laughs> one of my favorite conversations we've ever had with a person about it's gonna Star Wars. It's going to be the Wars. same thing I was going to say probably. It's about Jim. Oh, yeah, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you want a, first of all, we just love, and hi, Jim. And hi, thank Jim. You, um, we love you. We just love hearing Jim talk about Star Wars in general. Yeah, he's but a, he's an awesome dude. You you will add many years to your life if you ask Jim uh, about his favorite Star Wars movie and his favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. Um, Which we're not going to tell you. Go ask him <laughs> yourself. It'll be pretty obvious if you go to his social media yeah. and whatnot and interact with him. But I already loved that movie. Oh, yeah. But talking to him, it's just like, oh, gosh, every time. Just more emotions, more love and, and we're And we're not claiming that we'll, we will be able to do that for anybody. But no. that would be the dream. That is, is the dream. That by, you know, oh, the way they talk about Finn, you know, um, I don't necessarily know that any of that's going to happen. It's not really planned out that way. Mm -hmm. But hope... But, Hopefully, um, by talking about it, whether you agree or disagree of certain things, uh, it'll give you a better appreciation. Um, mm -hmm. I guess that's the least we could hope for. Like I said, it could all fall flat and nobody will like this, but our hope is always that as much fun as we have making an episode, yeah. you guys have listening to an episode. What's Jim's Twitter handle? That is a good question. I will insert that <laughs> insert here, that here. Go in talk editing to him. if fun. this is on um, any audio platform then you'll just have to check the description of the episode and yeah. I will try my bestest to remember. You're going to. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with The Force Awakens... Um, A movie before... that I almost fell asleep during yeah. the first time I watched it, honestly. It, uh, it's definitely um, lighter uh, than episode 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot to introduce. It had a lot to set up because this was completely new Star Wars and it was delving into new territory for sure. And, and maybe some of it was retread safely. Um, some of it recaptured a lot of the familiar Star Wars fun and action and whatnot. Um, I, I've never really minded that. No. I know that's a point of contention no, for no, a lot no. of folks. Um, <clears throat> But I think definitely episode seven benefits from being part of a completed trilogy now because there's so much in seven that is made better. I mean, just when eight came out, but yeah. now with having eight and nine, there's so much going back that is so uh, appreciable, mm -hmm. if that's a word. If, um, you can appreciate you it. You can appreciate it. Um, well, also, it's a very yeah. beautiful movie. Uh, and I, I will say when I'm really looking for Kylo Ren's aesthetic i think episode seven is some of my favorite kylo stuff yeah um not as a whole because i can talk a lot about um episode eight mm -hmm. but when it comes to just kylo no real story beats no real anything else just yeah. kylo looking at kylo and enjoying kylo exactly it's, episode seven <laughs> it's a great film for like setting up a villain Yes, yeah. and then pulling the rug out from under you in the next one. Exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing, too, is having a completed one, you're <clears throat> able to really reimagine the journey. Because mm -hmm. obviously, if you're seeing it as it's unfolding, 
it's one thing. You think it's going to go here and then it doesn't. And then you think it's going to go here and it doesn't again. And yeah. so having, having it finished to be able to go back to the beginning and see where threads may have led to those things and maybe something you didn't like, you like now because you know where he ends up later or something. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I, I'm talking like I'm specifically talking about Kylo Ren, but just in general. Just all of the characters. Right. I think I think it's so worth... I mean, it's essentially what the prequel trilogy does for the original trilogy mm-hmm. in that you can watch the original trilogy and then you go back and see the prequels and you see a lot of origins of characters and then you go back to the original trilogy and all of a sudden certain things have greater meaning. All of a sudden, the Obi-Wan um, Vader fight in episode four has more meaning. Um, a lot of stuff um, is added to because of having a completed at that time completed story you know now going further with other characters yet again we have that benefit of things being added on by having the whole picture Mm -hmm. um and so i think for sure advice would be if you didn't like episode seven in the beginning it's definitely worth now having all of it i mean it's it'd be a good time for a sequel trilogy marathon i think because i think now that you can take in everything and you have the whole story Mm -hmm. um Things might play out a little differently uh, for you and whatnot. So um, now the interesting thing about the sequel trilogy and what's going to be a reoccurring theme in our episodes is we're mostly talking about sequel trilogy characters. Yeah. There's not a lot about the original characters. Um, I think each character has their movie. Yeah, Um, I would say this is Han's movie. I would say 8 is of the original cast. Not not as a whole. Not as as a whole. Of the original trilogy, this is Han's movie. Yeah. Um, Luke's is eight, and I believe nine would be Leia's, because I think that's the most upfront she gets to be, which is very yeah. ironic, um, it, and in my opinion, yeah. appropriate because of Incredibly her legacy. Incredibly so appropriate. Like, um, it, it's literally her legacy that ends the movie. Exactly. And so, yeah. all of the original three, and I mean, Lando's there in episode nine, yes, I'm not discounting him, don't not get all. offended, but... He's not part of the original three. He's I not. Know. Han, Luke, and Leia are are the team, and and I'm again. And Chewbacca is not left out in there. We're going to talk a little bit about not. Chewbacca, but you know, I think any way I cut it, <sighs> every time we talk about Chewbacca on this on the podcast in the last like however many months, I, it just hits me again that Peter Mayhew's not there anymore. Yeah, like that, oof. and and I think that's part of why people get very touchy if. Because it's it's easy to take it as if it's not he's his character and his legacy is not being treated with respect. Yeah, that's not the intention. Oh, people che- were upset. Chewbacca <laughs> is and always has yeah. been. Even when Peter was Chewbacca, um, he's always been one of the supporting pillars of the other characters, mm-hmm. and that's not a negative. No, it's not a negative that he's the best friend of the group. He's the one that kind of upholds people and moves people along, and yeah. he, like it's not a bad thing. That's the part he's always been yeah. meant to play. There would be no Han Solo without Chewbacca. Right now, with that said, though, the most leading action he really gets is in Solo, yeah. not necessarily in these movies. Now, there's points to mention for sure. Oh, absolutely. Some of my favorite Chewie moments happen in the sequel trilogy, but. Um, as far as character growth, there's not a huge map t- to that. As far as Lando, there's really not a huge map to that, especially since he's only in one movie. So if they're not mentioned as much as some may like, it's not a factor of downplaying them or saying they're less than or anything. And even by me mentioning no. the original three, 
um, it's not a downplay of other characters. There's always yeah. going to be other characters. There's always a big three. There's always right. supporting characters for the big three. Exactly. I mean, even Qui-Gon is not a part of the main character arcs of the prequel trilogy. He's mm -hmm. in there, and then he does what he needs to do, and then he's removed. Now, he comes back as needed, but in support of Anakin. Yeah. And occasionally Obi-Wan. Not as a major player. The major players have always been Obi-Wan, Anakin, Padme. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I mean... Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Yes. Well, but then, arguably, Padme's kind of removed, or Ahsoka's kind of traded in and out for Padme, or in some cases, Obi-Wan's traded in and out for... Like, they do a little bit more yeah. revolving in the Clone Wars. Which, there's a benefit to having a long-term... Exactly. You know, story. When, when you're dealing with three movies, all about two and yeah. two and a half hours long, there's only so much you can do. Exactly. And um, you have to take care of your individual characters. Right. Because there's things established on their, <clears throat> their character arcs and their shoulders and their progress that are important to resolve. Yeah. We're coming at this from a very, you know, writing <laughs> perspective. Well, and that's why I said it's very much in... You know, what did you think when Han did this? He's a fictional character, but imagine... Like, there, there's there's that perspective in this episode, yeah. but then there's also going to be outside looking in, you know... That th made this, sense for the story. Right, this story parallel. This, yeah. Like, there, there's a duality here. Yeah, and um, when we get to Nine, we'll talk about it more, but there is yeah. a story beat that upsets a lot of people. But it's hard for me to imagine what you're talking about because there's so many things that upset everybody. <laughs> I mean, the universal, like... Then dying. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay, We're gonna yeah. Talk about That's going to be a part of it, for sure. In nine. But honestly, and this may just be from my, you know, novel reading brain, it makes sense for the story. Well, and that's the things to keep in mind, is there's going to be things that we say that are purely story, and then there's things that we say that are more kind of stepping into character shoes kind of thing, like inserting yeah. yourself in the story. So there's a literary perspective, and then there's an imaginative yeah. perspective. And that's the thing. Like, you guys know I work at Barnes & Noble. I come at a lot of things with a literary perspective. Right. I'm not going to say that I'm the most well-read person in the world. I thought that Walden was boring. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... I don't time, know what that means. It, I don't read, so... Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> I, I read Star Wars, and that's about it. It's a dude sitting on a lake just being whiny, honestly. Okay. It's just really boring. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. But... I have talked to a lot of people who are writers. Mm -hmm. I've read a lot of books on writing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I make sense of some movies and some media well, in general. And, and that's That makes sense. The beauty of Star Wars is it's layered in such a way to do that. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. We just had the Oscars happen. A lot of Oscars are awarded based on looking at it from not the content of the film, but the filmmaking, the achievements of filmmaking, mm -hmm. the, you know, spectacular uh, involvement of the act. You know, they gave a heartfelt performance. Yeah, but they yeah. were a bad guy. Yeah. And the whole rest of the movie sucked. <clears throat> but their performance, yeah. what they were able... Like, there, there's levels to interpreting things. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to... And we will, um, because Star Wars is set up in a way to interpret it from multiple layers very well. We're going to come at it that way. Yeah. Um, because... Sticking to just one, I think, closes part of you off to enjoying the greater parts of the story. Star Wars is as much just a story to appreciate. Wow, George Lucas told a great story. J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson told a great story. You know, like, we can look at it from that perspective. And then we can also get into it and say, wow, this is a great perspective because it means this to me. Mm -hmm. I related to this part and I felt 
you know, strongly about this. There's multiple ways to take it. And so um, coming into interpreting through characters, episode seven in the sequel trilogy, the original cast was understandably removed. Yeah. Um, a large part of the sequel trilogy is definitely the passing of the torch. Yeah, And like definitely. I said, each film, I think, focuses on a particular character passing the torch. Um, now, from their perspective, they're kind of passing it to the same people, mm-hmm. that being Ray and Ben. Um, but the circumstances around it also deal with other characters. Mm-hmm. But as far as getting into this, how, how did you feel having a whole new cast to get used to? Because even arguably the prequels, I mean, we... You we know didn't the know, characters, yeah, but we don't know them as well as we thought we did. Yeah, we we don't know Anakin, but we know Vader was Anakin. So yeah. there's there's familiarity, Obi Wan yeah. familiarity, and, um, yeah. you know the main cast of Finn, Poe, and Ray, and and uh, Kylo, mm-hmm. no familiarity. Yeah, and I think they did a good job of kind of setting up character arcs in the first trailer that we got, mm-hmm. which was immediately Finn popping up scared out of his brain (laughs) and that kind of set up okay so this is kind of the character that we're gonna go with Mm -hmm. i think the only one that i didn't like really get to guess what their character was going to be was ray and i think that was purposefully you know set up that way Mm -hmm. because I, i think a lot of the times in our film watching brain we kind of have assumptions set up for us you have scared one, you have jock, and you have girl. <laughs> right. That's how movie work, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, kind of. That's what I thought originally was, oh yeah, it, there's going to be two guy characters and a girl character. Mm-hmm. That's what Star Wars are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think I was kind of worried at first because I'd gotten so used to a particular storytelling perspective of Mm -hmm. i know these stories because they were told in the last one Mm -hmm. this was something completely new and completely different yeah i mean it definitely had the liberties of taking new perspectives on i mean if you subscribe to the hero's journey idea that there's only so many stories you can tell if that's true then they did the best thing possible in that recognizing we can only tell one kind of story let's at least do it in a new and unique way. Yeah. And I think the way they handled the characters and their roles and their progress um, had a part to play in that for sure. Because it, it's easy to set up. And I think they played to that as far as, because you mentioned the trailers, I think they played to, people are going to assume yeah. this about these characters. right? are strong. Because um, a lot of people thought that Finn was going to be the Jedi character. Because you and, see him holding the lightsaber in right, the trailer. And they set that up a lot. And that was a, a another point of contention initially. It wasn't huge, but a lot of people were kind of let down by that. And I think that had to do with um, the stakes of representation and everything like that. Um, I'd argue that we still got a lot of great leading representation from Finn Absolutely. as things went on. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to think that in episode seven, if you isolate it, mm-hmm. he was set up and then, oops, nope, give it to the girl. Yeah. Um, which is uh, in its own way representation, but obviously, th- I mean, the gender issues of the this day and age mm-hmm. um, 
were a very difficult thing to navigate considering this had a leading female mm -hmm. not only leading female but leading female jedi yeah um i mean you can argue jedi but she had a lightsaber and used the force, force so let's users. just say let's that say force user. um you know there was there's just a lot of um discourse to navigate because of the character choices that did they decided to make Mm -hmm. But I think that's some of the things that add value to this as a very modern Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. I don't think that that's a term that brings down the sequel trilogy. I think it's, Not at all. I think it just defines it as this generation Star Wars. Exactly. And I think there is no shortage of strong female characters in Star Wars from right. the past. It's just now you have a lady in a leading role who is giving arguably the most powerful weapon mm -hmm. in all of star wars and arguably the most power right. in star wars because mm -hmm. you know jedi were we had female jedi but you never got to see them be awesome pretty much i mean it was unless very you like the 2003 <laughs> yes the shock t shock t was, was amazing but it was very rare it was very rare and and then you know the clone wars came along before then and you got to see ahsoka being awesome but i think it was kind of downplayed sometimes mm -hmm. to let the legacy characters have their moment. Yeah, and arguably it makes more sense in the Clone Wars because of... I mean, I go back and forth a lot in it being as much a story for Anakin as it is for Ahsoka. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it depends on how I'm watching, what I'm, which ones I'm watching, what's going on. I think, I think they're both evenly the main yeah. characters. And I think there's always, you know... There's the line in The Phantom Menace, there's always a bigger fish. Mm -hmm. And I think we've been set up to think, you know, for the longest time, there's always going to be a bigger, badder Jedi. Mm -hmm. And so to have not just a bigger, badder, badder Jedi or a Force user, and to have that be a woman, yeah, I think that kind of breaks brains sometimes. Because well, you have expectations. Well, and like you mentioned, you're, you're set up to think this is the way it goes. You exactly. have the two guys and then you have the female. And the original that was Obi-Wan and Anakin and then there was Padme. Padme had a few really great moments. She was fantastic. Especially character. in the Clone Wars. But overall she was the love interest. Her main exactly. reason for being there was the love um, that she had with Anakin. Mm -hmm. The main adventurers were Obi-Wan and Anakin. You go to the um, original trilogy and arguably Leia had a lot more going on in she terms of really action. Did. She's the reason they got off the Death Star. Right. But you had you still had your Jedi and your pilot and they were Yeah. I won't say I, I They weren't they more were, important, but they They were, were more attractive. They exactly. were more attractive as like if if you went on to um, cuz I even remember this when I, when I was a kid playing Star Wars, more people wanted to be um, Luke and Han or Lando than leia even uh girls mm -hmm. there was one girl i mean she was bigger and badder so she could scare us into it but she she was luke that day on the playground and you didn't say anything do you do you want to guess what character i always wanted to be leia <laughs> nope chewy nope <laughs> luke think think prequels because this is what we grew up oh with. darth maul yes yes that but i never sense. got the lightsaber because i was a girl yeah well and so and now not not a downplay of Leia's yep. character, but I think that had more to do because more of the action went to Han and Luke. Exactly. Um, Leia saved the day on multiple occasions, but she wasn't... She came in towards the end on some, and you may disagree if you get into the finer points, but the idea being mm -hmm. Luke and Han and then Leia. 
Yeah. You know, and, and that's how you could always explain it. And, and this one is, kind of felt like it was going to be Finn and Poe and Ray. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially since they were kind of trying to set up <clears throat> the scapegoat of Finn being the Jedi. Yeah. So for sure, it was... It was a switcheroo. It was it was quite unexpected. And Gave me old razzle dazzle. Because you're so conditioned, because fans are so conditioned, and because humans are so conditioned, and if you disagree that humans are conditioned to think of certain genders going to certain uh, qualities, then read some YouTube comments, go on the <laughs> internet, and just... May I point you towards the last 50 years of filmmaking? Right. Like, <laughs> it's a thing. It is a thing. If yeah. you're offended by that, I'd ask... I, I'd encourage you to figure out why you're offended okay. by it. <laughs> if you're offended by that, good. Like use it towards making it better. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I'm 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 talking to the yeah. people that are offended of oh. like, well, women don't need this, and you know, uh, blah. ooh, that it, Twitter thing you showed me. Oh yeah, there. It, it still exists today that certain yeah. people think that men are better than women, or women fit only one type of role, or mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And and again, that's why. I, I, I feel in my age and in, 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 in my perspective of all that I've grown up dealing with, and I haven't experienced everything in the world, mm-hmm. and no, I'm not that old, but in the past five to seven years, gender issues have been so huge, mm-hmm. more so than ever in my lifetime. And, yeah. and so that being said, since Star Wars is coming around that time, I think that's why this representation and these character choices are so important because it represents the Star Wars of this time. Star Wars has always represented its time. The original trilogy was about Vietnam and the prequel trilogy was about the Bush administration. Like this is about, and it's not whole, it's not entirely about gender issues because some people are going to be out there getting offended if, if that's the only perspective. There's a lot of stuff going on a lot of it dealing with social issues like gender like race like identity so much and it's all packed into this star wars and i think that makes it the appropriate star wars for this generation and this time that doesn't mean if you're not from this generation you can't like it or you won't like it or that's the wrong view to have too i've had people tell me well you're of this thing so you can you you might like it but you don't like it the right way that that's not what i'm saying by this generation yeah the original trilogy was meant for its generation and beyond. Yeah, exactly. But, but number one, its generation. Number two, beyond. Prequel trilogy, same way. And mm-hmm. if you if you disagree with that, just look at the ages that like certain parts of Star Wars. Our generation grew up pretty much loving the prequel trilogy. Exactly. Not entirely, not unanimously, but more so than the previous generation that only mm-hmm. liked the original trilogy because exactly. nothing could be as good as the original trilogy. Now we've got prequel lovers treating sequel trilogy lovers the way that original trilogy lovers treated prequel trilogy lovers and it's just this cycle that mm-hmm. goes on and it's because it's yeah. meant first for this generation yeah and then eventually the rest of the people go oh this is actually pretty good what yeah. was i thinking and then the next think generation's of, gonna hate think of everything think of how many people have yeah. co- become jar jar apologists Think of how many people have come I hate around. That word. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm okay. No, no, it's not a negative. It's not a negative at all. But I mean, it's yeah, it's a it's a description. People have come to the point now of recognizing they were crap to Jar Jar yes. as a character and Ahmed Best as an actor, and all of a sudden now people like Jar Jar, 
unironically. Yeah. Like it's legit. I'm like one of them. people can recognize and they've gotten to a point in life. And sometimes that's what happens. You have to get to a point in life that you can actually appreciate it. But it's happening. Yeah. So evidently Star Wars has always meant number one for its generation. Mm-hmm. The generation that is directly consuming it and the de- generation that's living now. Because, and okay, oh my gosh. It's we're almost getting, as if the human experience is meant to be different for every person. We're getting so out of whack, but I think it's okay. I, I guess. think it's fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Lando thinks his fight's done. He's old, he's retired, he's just living on this planet with these really cool dance people. And it's fine, Love right? Love the jam. Love it. He has to come to this realization that it's it's not... It's not just about this generation. Mm-hmm. It's not just about right now. Like, like it is their fight, mm-hmm. but we can be there too. And I think yeah. Star Wars fandom is very similar in that it it comes out in such a time that's meant for this generation, but it doesn't have to stay in that box. It can, it is, and can be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about obviously number one, your perspective and and whatnot, but. It's also just a way to relate to today. Mm-hmm. If you want to relate to what's important today, watch Star Wars. The issues it deals with are what's important today because the issues that the original trilogy dealt with were important then and the issues that the prequel trilogy dealt with were important then. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay for that to be truth. Exactly. Like that, That's what happens when, when people create things, they have certain things in mind. Usually it's because they watched Fox News or they read a book and they're like, oh, let me go write this movie because I'm thinking about this now. Here's the thing. The human condition, it's going to repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are not exclusive to this, but this is a very specific thing that's going to relate now and it's going to relate differently but still relate later. Exactly. And that's the storytelling beauty of things in that yeah. nothing ever really dies. It just kind of keeps recycling exactly and i feel like we can sum up this entire conversation with gosh we live in a society goodness gracious that was that was um, a lot i just planned to talk about i know original trilogy characters weren't as in it but we got on the whole thing and geez louise allow me to move us forward sure john just find a thing who was your favorite new character in episode seven yeah. Um, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to, st- part, that previous conversation happened cause I got out of the box. I got to stay in the out box. Out of the box. Out I'm getting in my box. box. I'm getting in my episode seven box. Get into the box. Um, Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, Surprise. <laughs> I hate it, but that, I feel like that's going to be my answer every time. I know. Uh, he's one of my favorite characters of the sequel trilogy as a yeah. whole and part of the reason I love the stories of the sequel trilogy is because of the character of Kylo Ren. He's who I most see and experience the sequel trilogy films through. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I step out of that for characters like Luke uh, and um, occasionally Poe actually in episode 9 and so um, for me I don't really slip into the shoes of Rey much from a perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I really really did was um, honestly in episode 9. Uh, and I just think it's because of where her story goes. So as far as she's presented here, I don't really have anything that um, speaks to me um, really the most. And some people will really argue with me on this, but uh, some of the most developed or some of the most context given to a character uh, in Episode 7 is mm-hmm. is is Ben. It, it's is Kylo. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm kind of just... From from the way I'm taking things and the way I am currently in my life, 
I'm attracted to seeing things through the character of Kylo as far as episode seven goes. So you'd say you're attracted to Kylo Ren? Uh, no, <laughs> not that way. Um, I would I would say that I, mean, I relate to Kylo Ren. It always sounds bad when I say stuff like that because I'm always relating to terrible characters. But yeah. did, didn't he kill children? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I don't. But I can't explain through, that one. He went through a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, well, you know, uh, it's a thing. I like, you know, I relate a lot and see a lot in the character of Anakin. Mm-hmm. He killed a lot of people. I did he a lot of bad things. He did. I, I can't that. explain that one away, but it's just the fact of other things. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, a man- emotions manifest in different ways. Right. It oh, happens. God. I have not killed children, if you're wondering. <clears throat> Yet. No. <laughs> Joking. We do work with a lot of kids, though. We do. Um, I, surprise, out of the box. Um, I related to and kind of emoted pretty well with Finn in episode seven. Okay. Because just blind panic. <laughs> just, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Right. Which is how I navigate my daily life. What basically. is your malfunction? Um, <laughs> basically. But yeah, um, I feel like Finn... That's a really... Poor baby. Anxiety. Uh, like. That's a really interesting thing, though. Because, I mean, you, you look at... Um, and something I haven't thought about as far as Finn's character before, though, is... Um, sure, yeah, he's a character that kind of doesn't fit in the role that he's given. Yeah. That being Stormtrooper. But when you look at... Uh, well, they're... Well, yeah, because you're Pro- meant to be this. Yeah, they're programmed and conditioned to be this. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't fit that description. And that's a very big perspective to have, whether you relate that to anxiety, um, other, mm-hmm. you know, mental developments or emotional developments, whatever it may be. Like, there's things that constantly make us seem like malfunctions. And for Finn, mm-hmm. that's the superpower of his character. Yeah. That's, that's the... Um, that's the the big victory of his character yeah. is to actually be different. Yeah, there's a there's an old quote. I don't know who said it, um, but it's talking about you know how we test children in schools. If you test a fish on its ability to climb a tree, yeah. it'll live its entire life thinking it's stupid. Right. That because it can't do the thing that it's not even meant to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I I love that about Finn is that it's very clear that he is not where he's meant to be, mm-hmm. and so he breaks out of that. Doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. Right. And just panics until someone helps. Well, and even yeah. in this movie, he doesn't figure it out entirely. No, and that's fine. Um, you know, I think the one thing he latches on to is oh. definitely, well, Ray. Because <laughs> uh, Poe's not really in this movie. No, he's not. He's, um, he shows up at the last I, I will say, I, I, and all I can really say about Poe, because he wasn't meant to be a big character in this. He was meant to die in the beginning sequence. Like, you know, he wasn't meant to come back as a hero in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but they I, needed a cool yeah. pilot, and he really needed the check. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> no. But I really, I loved Poe immediately. Yeah, they're, they're, and I think the only reason that kept him interesting, um, and the only reasons I love his character moving forward, um, and we'll get to talk about that when he's more prevalent, but mm-hmm. him and Finn, mm-hmm. their dynamic is huge, and it's really enjoyable. They click. Um, and so... Yeah, definitely some of my favorite post stuff is that that the beginning. I do like some of the action. Uh, I think I like more of his flying action in this one um, than in like episode eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just aesthetically, the X wings and the uh, space battles are upper atmosphere battles because Starkiller. Well, it was. I don't know. That's weird. Um, 
I'd say upper atmosphere. The dog, uh, the dog fighting. The dog fighting. Um, yes. The ships, the dog fighting, all of that of episode seven is really satisfying to me. It is, because I think it's kind of mirroring the I think amazing so. dog I, fights I, I, of episode I four. I think so, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not saying that it's bad or anything. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'll take it, because it's yeah. just, it's very pretty, and I, I, yeah. I just get the hankering for it sometimes. Yeah, but I, I think I relate to Finn because, you know, Anxiety, number one, but also searching for a place to fit in when your place has been disrupted. Well, and yet again, I think that's such a thing of today. I think that's a thing of just human condition for sure. But I think a lot of younger generations um, now feel that pressure of, well, what's your malfunction? Mm -hmm. Why can't you just go along? Why can't you just do this? Why can't you just fit in? Um, and, And so, I mean... People say all the time there's more cases of, um, you know, uh, developmental disorders being reported, a lot more prevalency given to um, learning disabilities and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that didn't happen in my journey. It was, it, did. it was always happening. It's just that, again, that was the fish that you made bark. Like, mm-hmm. now more so than ever, you see fish getting to just be fish. And, yeah. and basically all I mean is people getting to be people and not getting treated, not forced to live against their their wiring mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I also just think it's ge- generally interesting a stormtrooper being a main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a de facto... Like he, he is the first and only stormtrooper to take off his helmet. Yeah. So, and then um, I, I just... You hear stories of Imperials defecting. It happens. It's nothing new. Like and I know, I know First Order and Imperials are... Similar yet different, but it's it's kind of interchangeable. Stormtroopers, the guys in the helmets. You don't usually get to see do anything other than just die for the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I was really into the idea right off the bat, first trailer of, oh gosh, we're getting a main character that was a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. I will say I always wished that more of his stormtrooper stuff came in handy. Mm-hmm. Like more of like it. It's it's one of those things where it's like. How can this? Uh, I'm I'm thinking of um, like some random old Harrison Ford movie where he's just a dad, but he ends up taking down a whole terrorist group that kidnapped his dog. It's not really a movie. I'm just saying it, it happens. I think it did though. I think it was a movie. It probably movie. was. But it's like he's he's just a dad who wants to get his daughter back. Like as noble of a cause as that is, it wouldn't go out that well. Like it would be a 30 minute movie because he dies. <laughs> but. but Imagine, you know, like Taken. Yeah. A whole different game because, and also Liam Neeson. And also but Liam Neeson. he's got the skills that actually are handy for this. They're useful for this. And so I, I'd always wanted Finn to have a, like, Taken moment of, like, the training's prepared me for this. Exactly. Like, just it like the simulation. Did. I mean, he it was... It kind of did. He, they didn't have to explain to him how to use a gun. Exactly. Basically. Basically. I, I, and he has pretty good aim. Oh yeah, I will say. I, like, I'm not saying it didn't come in handy. I just, I wanted to, I wanted an acknowledgement of. It's just because I, I, you forget I was trained for this because it's also it's a oh that's clever that's useful development and then it's also kind of sad because oh my gosh he was doing that instead of coloring pictures as a child, mm-hmm. but you know I, I yeah they really <laughs> solidified how sad what the first order was doing when the, when they pulled up his file and a picture of him as a kid. Oh, up. yeah. Well, and, you know, we get more added to that later yeah. and for sure. And they were like, you know, re- recondition him. Just just send him back until he, he works the way he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of really cool elements come from um cool cool elements in the fact of it's kind of facing a lot of again what's prevalent Mm -hmm. what's what's reality for some people for some people they feel like finn where it's they're getting treated like i'm the one wrong i'm Mm -hmm. malfunctioning even though i feel like i'm doing what's right but everybody else is just order 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 and i can't do that um there's some people that never make it out of that box but then there's others and and finn can be a perspective of that there's others that do and they just you know sometimes that's what you need to thrive is to be yeah. Sometimes, like malfunctions are treated like bad things, but sometimes that that means you can do something no one else but you can do. Exactly, like Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Penelope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's a glitch. There you go. I love it. And that came in handy. Yeah. And a a large part of episode seven is running. Yeah. <laughs> a very big part is running, but if you look at the characters of Finn and Ray you see that they are running in two different directions. Ray is trying to run back to the comfort of the nowhere that she came from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wanting to keep waiting for a family that's never coming back. Mm -hmm. I think a part of her knows that, but it's a discomfort that is comfortable to her because it's all she's ever known. Mm -hmm. And then you have Finn trying to run as far away from all he's ever known. Mm. As far away as he can. And to just... And both you know, orphans. I, exactly. I don't know why I'm just kind of yeah. lingering on that. Um, I never, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I've seen what you're talking about mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but that led me to, wow, they both never had a childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's really crazy to me. That's sad. And then you get the third orphan. <laughs> they, had, they had their childhood taken away by the previous generation, if you think about it. Exactly. Because Palpatine took away Ray's childhood by taking away her parents. Mm-hmm. The first technically, order. Yeah. yeah. The technically through the Imperials. I mean, we don't know who um, Finn's people are. We don't know who his family is. But the Imperials becoming the First Order took away his childhood. Like the the sins of the past created them, mm-hmm. who would then become what destroys the past in the first order in palpatine that's really interesting it's it's an it's an idea (laughs) it's an idea of i mean technically we cannot stop the cycle no we are always going to be products of a previous generation Mm -hmm. some of that can be good some of that can be very very bad but looking at ray and finn what was used to really create them was harsh circumstances um, it, it, it took away the power of choice that they had over their own journeys. It took away the power of family and love, um, that they could have had and all this other, like all this stuff that could be just bad, 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 that, that gets you a Hux character. Um, instead it makes them stronger, particularly by finding each other and finding others like them mm-hmm. to then do away with the past. Exactly. And it's, it's this idea of, I mean, yeah, we can't stop that. We're going to be made by other people. Like up until a certain age, decisions are made for you and you mm-hmm. don't have a choice. Like you just, it happens. You're a child. They're adults. It happens. That's not always bad. I don't want that yeah. to seem like parents are bad just because they make choices for you. But it's this idea of to a point you don't have power of choice. 
once you do get that power of choice, though... It's how you decide to use it. Exactly. And that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I just never come at it from that angle for, uh, before. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, as Rey, um, her, I really... They did a lot to make her story interesting. They did. Um, and mysterious. W- yeah, and, the, and that's what I mean. Is it's, it's mysterious, but not just mysterious that you could just walk away from, like, okay. But, like, mysterious, like, but really, like, <laughs> but actually, like, but why? Yeah. Um, Honestly, she was the one that was most, like, rife for theorizing. Oh, yeah. Purposefully so. Purposefully. Um, I mean, make a character British in Star Wars and have her parentage. Yeah. Ambiguous. <laughs> right. It's going to lead to something. It's, I still can't get over the people that thought it was Obi-Wan somehow. Right? <laughs> How? How? He was not... What's his face? Uh, Hugh Hefner. It was not frozen yeah, no, after he was, his death. He was, he was not active <laughs> after a certain point. No. Um, and I don't think he would have done that to the memory of Satine. No, he would not. Um, you're rude for insinuating. Um, <laughs> wow. Now, you mentioned, though, um, something that's different about her than what we've had previously is she wanted to stay where she was. Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin was constantly threatened by the greed of being better. Mm-hmm. being further in, in his journey, be, being the Jedi he dreamed he could be. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of, I'm not good enough now, I have to get better. I'm not satisfied with the way things are. Mm-hmm. Luke inherited some of that angst and could not be satisfied being a farm boy. He had to do more. He wanted to do more. He was constantly looking for... For power converters, yes. <laughs> for power converters and adventure. He He wanted out of the box of... A normal life. Uh, Ray has a very un. Now here's the thing. She found the power converters. Here's the thing. Um, Anakin had friends, mm-hmm. had a mother who loves him, had a lot of things that made his childhood and his yes his early life not that undesirable. Not okay. Yes, he was a slave, but being a kid that grew up with just your mom and not a lot else for you. If you have that in your corner, mm-hmm. he had support. It's pretty fine. Like his life was right. crap, but he had support. Yeah, and 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 I mean, here's the thing: when you look at it all in all, he wasn't as bad off as he could have been. Mm-hmm. Even if you take him to the Jedi, he becomes a Jedi. All this, he's got a pretty good dig. He's mm-hmm. got a good setup. His right? mother is now Obi Wan, and that's fine. <laughs> right. So, and then you look at uh, Luke. Pretty same deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got. Two uh, surrogate guardians who love him and care for him and want the best for him, provide for him, and and work mm-hmm. to keep him safe. He's got a hermit that keeps him safe, and he doesn't know about it. Like, he's got he's pretty fine. He's taken care of. They are much better off compared to Ray. <laughs> Ray's they do a lot to set up her existence. Sucks. It sucks. It's, the only cool thing and the only redeeming thing about her existence at this point is that she lives in an ATAT. Yes, I that want is the that. coolest thing in the world. <laughs> But she's got little portion bread and all that. Like, it's just, it's sad. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. And you, and you. And it's meant to be sad. You want her out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you as an audience member want her to be somewhere better. And if we she's can't been, understand why she would want to go back to that. Ex- and no character. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Like, Han doesn't get it. Finn doesn't get it. No one gets it. Mm-hmm. And it's so freaking interesting 
to spin that because what we don't realize at that point is she's the main character. Yeah, and I think she's the new Luke. Yeah, I think a lot of the times we forget that she had tally marks on her wall. Yeah, well, she's and, been patient right for so long, which compared to Anakin and Luke. Impatient. Impatient. Oh, yeah. No. Terrible, terrible She's choice. fine with waiting. She's yeah. fine with her circumstances. She wants that because she feels like if she stays there, she's going to get back what she lost. We know that's not true. We know really there's no getting back what you lost, but you can get what you need by leaving that situation. But unlike any other leading character, unlike the previous Skywalkers, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. All she talks about this movie is getting back. All she's obsessed with in the next one is, okay, well, I don't have to get back, but I have to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is, I figured out who they are, and I'm not happy about it. I don't like it. it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it. Her journey is so very interesting as the lead yeah. character because because of that. She's, she's not seeking adventure. Yeah. She She's not really... she. She's so different. Yeah. It, and I, I think, though, as far as we get from her here, she's such a... She's such a clean slate to perceive the rest of the story through. Mm -hmm. Because at the same time, she's also just always like... Because you got to think she's getting... She's she's experiencing it all as we're experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this cool thing. She's... she's, I I love when she's with Han. Some of the best stuff happens with her and Han, I will say. Really, I'll just say Han dominates this film. (laughs) Everything he does... As he does with everything. Oh my gosh, this is best Han. This is best um, Han. Grumpy dad Han. But her seeing Takodana, I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. Like, there's this thing of she's constantly perceiving the rest of it. Um, and I think that's really, you know, we're playing um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. Yes. Link is um, so renowned as the character to interpret the rest of the story through. Mm-hmm. That's why he doesn't talk. That's why he's very He is a blank open. slate. And Ray is very Link in in this film. Running around without pants on. (laughs) I refuse to put pants on in this game. It drives me insane. (laughs) I've played through this game three times. You're on your first one. Yeah. You won't Z-target. Nope. And you won't put on pants. I refuse. It's like having a toddler. Um, But I think as far as... I, I don't think it maintains throughout. I mean, she's definitely still the perspective of the story. But I think here more than ever, she's very open for interpretation yes Uh, or not her as a character but she is how the world around her is open for interpretation Mm. how the story is open for interpretation yeah and it's not until she makes the decision of you know what screw it i'm gonna be my own person pretty much (laughs) when she picks up the lightsaber and she just decides this is okay. We're doing this. We're doing this, <laughs> and she doesn't even pick it up. She just like force pulls it to right. Her. It's it's an amazing it's, shot. It's mostly just I, and and that's something really interesting about her in this film and part of the next one, is a lot of what she does is just because she believes she can, mm-hmm. because she doesn't really have anyone telling her no. Like her idea, her idea of, I think I can. I think I can force pull that lightsaber to me. It's literally, it's not based on seeing the previous movies. It's not about hearing stories. It's literally just about, I think I can, therefore I can. It's, it's as if there is no try. There's just do or do not. Pretty much. It's her her perspective. She just do. And that's how I've always interpreted, you know, the mind trick, all of it. I've always seen it as. I can do this. Right. It's her perspective of 
I have power. I think I can do this with it. And it happens because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I mean, <clears throat> there's always people that are going to see it as Mary suing. They're going to see it the way they want. And that's fine. Well, it's fine as long as you keep it to yourself because that's stupid. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the whole Mary C thing is stupid to me. It is stupid, um, honestly. You can interpret many of things how you want, but that's one of the stupid things of... If you think it's ungrounded power, if you think she's just utterly unstoppable, you're not really seeing these movies the right way. There's many times she messes up. There's many mm-hmm. times it doesn't work out. And like but, I said, I think yeah. some of it's just this childlike wonder that she comes to her power with of... yeah. I'm going to try this, and we'll see what happens. What makes a true hero? I don't care about the hero's journey. I understand it, and I think it's important Controversial. for Controversial. I, I, I get what it means for literary and, you know, media in general. Mm-hmm. It, it's important to have a story and a progression of the story. Mm-hmm. But what makes a real hero is failure, dumb luck, and support. There you go. Ray has all three of them. <laughs> Exactly, and she's got a can-do attitude. She's, she got a GED and a can-do attitude. Let's be real. <laughs> she can overtake the world, um, but no, I think I think a lot of it's just her perspective on things, and I think that's what's so unique about her because of her circumstances. She gets this complete because of Luke's circumstances. He has walls. He has barriers. He's got things that you just can't do because that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. Ray doesn't have that. No. You know, the only she has characters constantly trying to put that in the way of her, mm-hmm. but she's constantly like, "No, she, I, I can do this." She is a pole vaulter of right. Barriers. Uh, yes, it's like you I know, I love it about her. Just people trying to put barriers up, and she's like, "Nah, nope, nope. not gonna happen." Um, so uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I think we've talked a good bit about Ray as far as Episode Seven. So moving on to um, Kylo Ren. Um. I don't know why I'm looking at your iPad, my iPad. Right, you've got your own. <laughs> Stop. Get off mine. Um, what What was your overall take on him in Episode 7? Because I would say each film has a completely different Kylo Ren, if, if that's not too crazy. Mm-hmm. But as far as Episode 7, what was your whole thing with him in Episode 7? First time we watched it. I thought, oh, discount Darth Vader, and then didn't think about him for the rest of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's my honest thing. Because at that point, I was not that into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It was after we watched that a couple. It was TFA was the first movie that I really saw multiple times and sought to understand. TFA is the whole reason we have a podcast, honestly, and pretty much the whole reason I love Star Star Wars as a whole. So, that first viewing honestly didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but subsequent viewings, that's what kind of broke my brain after that. Um, but Kylo Ren as a character, for me, at first I was just like, are we really doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> we got sad boy who is in a mask. Oh no, he's hot. That kind of th- And I think I said that in the theater. <laughs> I think so, jokingly. <laughs> oh, no. Right, like, oh my gosh, he's attractive. He's yeah. so emo. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, that was that was Kylo Ren in Seven for me at first. But um, having seen the other films and looking back at him, I definitely understand where they were taking his character and 
a direction. Yeah, and and that's why I'll say I don't think you're wrong mm-hmm. in in your interpretation. I think that's the way we're meant to interpret it. And I love how episode eight, literally through through Snoke, yes. pokes at that. Mm-hmm. Um, not as a Ryan Johnson to JJ thing, but literally as he's as a as a character. Ben is in yeah. this box of trying to be who he's not, and exactly. so he's acting all big, tough, dark boy on us by do by idolizing the only darkness he knows, and that's that's his grandfather, who wasn't even speaking to him at that time. Right? Yeah. Come do to you... find out, he was manipulated this whole time. I thought. That I was so cool when I came up with like, okay, it's not really Darth Vader talking to him, it's Palpatine. And the ashes that are around the helmet, they're from Moraband. That's why. And I was like, so feeling my theory. And then, <laughs> I mean, you weren't wrong. And then it happened and I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean. That happened. You, you weren't wrong that, I mean, definitely was being used. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think that basically... They take the surface level interpretation because I think the way the audience felt and the way he seemed in that initial one is literally how everybody else sees him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's spooky bully. That's kind of sad from a pr- character perspective because it's constantly this. Mm-hmm. You just take this stupid thing off. Stop doing this. Like, exactly. Just, it. Literally everybody, yeah. <laughs> even if you're afraid of him, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are scared of him, but constantly everybody's. You're scared of him because he can actually do something, but he's still silly. Mm-hmm. He's still just playing bad guy. Yeah. I think in every film in Star Wars, there is a moment that makes you want to watch it again. In every... And that's that's true for the prequel trilogy. That's true for the sequel trilogy. It's true for the original trilogy as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I can... I will watch all of Phantom Menace just for the last 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. A lot of people will. And I, I love the rest of the movie too, but that last 15 minutes. <laughs> Lovely. Um, but it wasn't until watching The Last Jedi that I got to the point where I wanted to watch that bridge scene mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think that that scene made Kylo Ren for me. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Like, and that was, that was after watching episode eight. Yeah. Uh, lo- by and large, a lot of it's aesthetic. I, I, I love the it's look of Kylo Ren. I love, I love what Adam does for a faceless character because mm-hmm. the most masked he is up until nine is this. So a lot of it's just dependent on the way he moves, the, uh, inflection and on his voice. Adam Driver's super tall. Oh, yeah. We forget that a lot. And super talented. And super talented. (laughs) I thought that's what you were going to say, but yes. He is tall, too. He is incredibly talented, Um, but also very tall. I think, in general, um, Adam Driver is a big part of my reason for liking Kylo and Ben. Um, But, for sure, a lot lot of it's aesthetic. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's just, I don't know much about you, but you look so cool. I don't know why it does this, Mm -hmm. but it's cool. And it's a lot of, it's just cool. But then it gets real. It gets emotional mm-hmm. at that point with mm-hmm. Han. And then, and from then on, yeah. Kylo Ren's a whole different character. From the first time you hear Han yelling across the bridge, Ben! Yeah. That makes me jump every time. It's, it's such, it's one That's of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. in general. 
definitely the the scene of this one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's reprise in nine is just as crazy. Mm-hmm. And and this is another one why, again, I, I'll say in this instance, Harrison Ford's acting, Han's character is yeah. the perspective. We got to see Call of the Wild, by the way. Episode nine <laughs> is when yeah. it's, it's uh, Adam Driver's and Kylo's, or at that point, Ben's perspective. Yeah. You know, it's from two different sides of the coin. So in this one, this is a Han scene to me. Yeah. Um, ben... Kylo Ren is just happening to be there. Um, but all in all, that's what changes him from mm-hmm. just a cool, scary character. Th- this is the shift that Vader went through from being the big bad guy of episode four. And people forget that was a thing. It was just the bad guy in black. Like he wasn't, Yeah. It, he wasn't a big deal really until episode five. All of a sudden now he's got some character. All of a sudden now he's the lead guy's dad. Like there's, there's stakes, there's emotion. There's, there's so much going on that it's just like, wait. He was just supposed to be the guy that we beat up and, you know, yay victory. All of a sudden now, he's a character. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that for Kylo Ren. They do it in one film where he goes from just being bad guy to being a character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got depth. He's got emotion. From that point on, Ben is frantic and crazy. He's just obsessed with getting that lightsaber and getting everybody out of his way so he can finally just... I guess in his mind, he's thinking like... This is a thing of the past. This is a representation yeah. of the past. I've got to kill it. Right. Like, this This mm. is mine. If I can have that, if I can have Luke's lightsaber. At that point, from his perspective, it's Luke's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can have that, if I can use that. Like, all of a sudden, yeah. some of this crap that I've done, all of these things that I've, I've done and allowed, gets to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just, it's not big plans. It's not first order stuff. It's, it's kylo stuff mm-hmm. then it's personal stuff and you see that how he's acting how he's talking he a whole different thing um so i think that taking him as a silly kid trying to play villain up until that point is mm-hmm. accurate yeah definitely and i think that reflects on the kind of character he's going to eventually be branched out as as this kid um I mean, he's old. He's older. He's he's going on thirty mm-hmm. um, in the story, but like from a lot of perspective, he's he's still immature. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be like yeah a negative against. It. It's not a knock. It's it's because of the trauma that he's faced. It's because of the manipulation he's gone through. A lot of things have been kind of kept a certain way for him, and so a lot of the reactions, a lot of the emotional state of his character is very almost childlike Mm -hmm. um and so you've got this kid who's trying to be this monster that everybody else seems to think he is and thinking that somehow being this Mm -hmm. is going to make everything else better it's going to make it it's going to make people afraid of me it's going to give me power it you know it it's going to fulfill something in me and and in reality it doesn't Mm -hmm. but we don't know that yet yeah, everyone thinks he's a monster except for Matt, the radar technician. Right. He said that Kylo Ren is shredded. Right. He so has like an eight pack. He has like an eight pack. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I th- I think that's exactly how he's supposed to be taken in this. That's definitely yeah. how I took it, and I think that's, um, that's the way of measuring his growth, where he comes from. Uh, like the whole thing of him smashing his helmet. Mm-hmm. I know that's an episode eight thing, but that is a character development. That's yes. him 
letting go. And then in episode nine, when he puts it back together, it's literally again, it it's sort of a character undevelopment. Mm-hmm. It you are making progress into being your own person again, being independent. Mm-hmm. And now you're allowing yourself to be put back into that box yeah. of, you know, legacy of Vader's grandson stuff and all this yeah. other like Well, we're Vader's mask was there for necessity. Mm-hmm. He needed that mask to live. Mm-hmm. It had the added benefit of making him mysterious and hiding his emotions. Oh, Whereas, yeah. there's an old Stanley quote where he was talking about Spider-Man as a character. Mm-hmm. And he said that Spider-Man wears a mask so that his enemies don't know that he's afraid. Mm. I feel like that's pretty similar with why Ben wears a mask. So that it's no easier one... to be Kylo Ren exactly in the helmet for the sure. face the image yeah he has the face of Ben Ben Solo I almost mm-hmm. said Ben Skywalker <laughs> but the mask is an extension that's Kylo Ren yeah you don't have to atone for the things you've done if Kylo Ren did it right you don't have to think about you know what Ben Solo did I mean if you're Kylo it Ren seems right now. crazy but it's a real mental thing of it like dude ha- like I go ahead no <laughs> good. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and a coping mechanism for serial killers sometimes is to separate themselves from their crimes by saying, oh, it wasn't me. This person did it. Mm -hmm. Like with John Wayne Gacy, uh, he used the name of a a cop that he was impersonating when he killed people Mm -hmm. with uh, uh, Ted Bundy. He used the term the entity when he was talking about what he did and right. he had to talk about his crimes from third person well to be i like, mean kylo ren does the same of your son is dead exactly Vader did the same of you know anakin is dead that name doesn't mean anything to me mm-hmm. like sorry to get true crime that's on you. a thing of the dark side that's yeah. a thing that people do to justify dark stuff mm-hmm. in general it can be as much as lying it can be as much as hurting someone emotionally and it could be straight up murder mm-hmm. but in general people do that they separate their humanity from things because the more inhuman they can be and the more they can project that off of them, the less it feels like you are actually hands-on doing something bad. Um, And if we want to take it into the entertainment business, Andy Kaufman did a lot of horrible things to people, but he was doing it in character. Therefore, it wasn't Andy Kaufman doing it. It But, you know, know, part of that bridge scene is when he says, like, you know, your your son was weak. I killed him. Mm -hmm. Like, Kylo Ren killed Ben Solo. Yeah. By doing that, I'm, and it's this idea of I no longer, I'm I'm not Ben anymore. Therefore, number one, that can't be used against me. If mm-hmm. I'm not Ben Solo, then Leia's not my mom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the thing. Your son, he's talking about it like he is Kylo, and he's not Ben. It's this idea of if I killed that, I don't have to look at you as my mm-hmm. father. You're just yeah. a barrier to my power. You're just a barrier to my, you know, my my release. Because he he saw. He didn't see Han at that point who regretted leaving his son and his family, who regretted not being there when he needed him most. He saw he he saw the Han that did leave his family and wasn't there when, when Ben needed him. Mm-hmm. He refused to see anything other than what Ben saw, but he refused to see it as Ben. Exactly. It's almost as if family trauma can cause, you know bad things well i love i i do enjoy that this is a very different perspective it's not um it's not as something as and it might come off controversial or not necessarily how i mean it but 
It's not something as trivial as love. Mm-hmm. It's not as something as trivial as attraction for a partner. Mm-hmm. As much as I do love and as much as I do support the, the character choices and the storylines of Anakin and Padme and how his selfishness, uh, his love was turned into selfishness and used against him, mm-hmm. um, how that was manipulated, using love in that regard as a story beat for manipulation of a character is so very it's worn out it it is it now again anakin padme's storylines it it, was tragic because it needed to be right it's it's there i i don't have really any issues with it but a lot of people are like oh so he he turned bad because he was in love like it's very easy to mock because it's a very simple concept but if you think he spent the first what like 10 years of his life Mm -hmm. experiencing unconditional support, love, and, you know, familial companionship. That was taken away for 20 years and then reintroduced in the form of Padme. Mm -hmm. He would do anything to keep from being alone again. No, I mean, I get it. I'm not not specifically talking about that. I'm just saying the trope of... Perspective. Yeah, the, the, the trope of... I'm going to use the one you love to manipulate you and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. It's just such a done thing. And it just, I don't think has the weight um, anymore. Mm-hmm. Using something like family that's meant to be a good thing, meant to be the thing that cares for you and builds you up and, and makes you who you're meant to be and all this other stuff. You know, like your parents are meant to help you be a good person. All this, like, there's there's lots of things that go on in a family dynamic that's meant to be good and should be good. Ray doesn't have a family and she wants one. And it's because if she has a family, she'll be happy, right? You know, having the alternative perspective of Ben who had a family and it didn't do anything good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can argue me down if you disagree with that. But his family and the dynamics and, and the way things were... Mm-hmm. And the different things that each character had going on in their life were the circumstances that led him to make a lot of the decisions he made. And I think that's such a different perspective and a different spin. And that's a very relatable for a lot of people's spin on what makes me me is, you know, uh, my parents divorce and my my dad's this or my mom's this or, you know, like all of these things. And so I think instead of giving him a love interest that made him go bad because, you know, it's my, my, my power is the only thing that can save you kind of stuff. Instead, they give, they get, give you this young person running away from the childhood trauma that they've experienced Mm -hmm. and just trying to do everything they can to destroy that past. And they'll accept anything. They'll be a part of anything as long as it gets rid of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You see kids join gangs because of this sort of thing. You get, you see kids, Get, uh, I mean, just full on, go on complete horrible life of crime or just altogether just mentally break down and hurt people all because it, it's an idea of killing the past. It's, it's escaping that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a reality. So seeing that play out in the character of Kylo Ren, I thought was really interesting and a really new and cool way to take it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, of course, he does have the love interest of Ray later on as that as the stories continue. Mm-hmm. But that's not the reason he's bad. That's the reason he becomes good, really, uh, is because of love. Yeah. Ray, his mother included, and and this part of Han's story with the bridge scene even comes back 
as an element of love that saves him. Yeah. And so it's it's really interesting. And I think that's why it's it's a good thing to always point out that Ray didn't love Kylo Ren. She did not right. have feelings for Kylo Ren. She loved Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. And she, she, she didn't take Kylo Ren's hand. Yeah, she could always see. She saw the bin that he was constantly trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, well, but he did this and he said that and he treated her like this. He he did that to remind her that he was Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. That's the thing later on that we see is he's he starts to feel and he's like, Kylo Ren can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. I've got to remind her that I am the monster she thinks I am. Mm-hmm. I can't, I've got to squash any hope she has of Ben Solo. Um, and so you see that she's the only one with the power to still see Ben. Yeah. Everybody else, it's Kylo. Yeah. My son's gone. You know, it, 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 it's constantly this perspective that Ben's gone. It's Kylo now. She's the only one that still has the hope of seeing. I mean, it's the same thing with Luke. Everybody else saw Vader. And without much prompting and without much familial bond, Luke saw Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he chose to actively see Anakin instead of Vader. Um, and that's that's not to say like see the good in your abusers. No, that's to say see people. <laughs> yeah, I mean see the humanity. Yeah. Um, it you know this is a tough thing to talk about in real world. world terms. I mean in in narrative. I I, yeah. I think I think it's very e- easy to take it. Super, super, super serious. I think this is one of the few moments I will say to remember that it, it is a story. It is a story. It is a movie. And, and, and I'm not saying that the way you may feel about that sort of abuser, abusee situation is invalid or wrong. What, what I mean to say is remember that the elements that go on in a real life abuser, abusee situation don't necessarily play into a story story. Yes. So, yes, <clears throat> in reality... Some of the things that maybe characters may choose to do um, would not play out as well, would not work, and it's probably not good advice for how to handle an abusive relationship not or at abusive all. Uh, person. Uh, but that's because it is a story. Yeah, it's, it, it's fake and in space. Yeah, it wants to boil it down to the simplest level of, well, he's still good because Ben is still in there. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to see the humanity in people so that you can help them out of being the abuser that they are and being the horrible person that they are. But you also have to take into account that that can be very dangerous for you as well. Yes. There's, there's lots of real stuff yeah. that go on with that kind of narrative. And at the end of the day, sometimes it's for a professional to handle. Right. And so you need to get yourself out of that situation. That's one of the only reasons I don't give much to the conversations. Um, that's why I don't really see it from the same perspective as some that... It's wrong for Rey to see the good in Kylo or similarly, although nobody talks about it that way, Luke seeing the good in Vader. Mm -hmm. It's mostly in this because there's a sexual connotation to their relationship of of Rey and Ben that I think that comes up more. But it's arguably just as bad for Luke to see good in Vader, Mm -hmm. given how bad Vader is, because there's many a child that has that perspective against their parent where it's just like, but yeah, they're still my dad. They're still this They're, mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be bad for you. So I think both perspectives in a real world circumstance are bad mm-hmm. and it's not as pure and simple as just seeing the good yeah. and doing something and then they're good and it's redeemed. Um, that's why it's easier to kill them. I'm just going to go ahead and say, that's why it's easier that they die because you don't have to unpack all of exactly. that in a story. 
in a story. This is this is one of yeah. the few times that I emphasize this is a the Star Wars story. story. Yes, um, and it's because it's because you can't always do things that you do in reality in a story, and you can't always do things in a story that you do in reality. It goes both ways. Yeah, and so um, Ray being able to see Ben. All, all of that stuff, yeah. I think, is a very simplified version of being able to help others move past trauma. Um, certainly, you know, it's a big conversation. It's a huge, huge conversation. But I think Star Wars always helps us to see the perspective of good. Try to choose to see good mm-hmm. in, in every situation, in every scenario. Um it doesn't always play out that someone that was bad turns good. It doesn't always play out that everything becomes okay because of a certain thing. But by choosing to see good instead of bad, by changing your perspective, though, which is this, just the Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you don't necessarily have to be the victim of the circumstances or you don't have to suffer because someone else suffers. And like, yeah. you know, there there are things that in reality can be learned and taken away from the elements of redemptive characters like Vader and Kylo. Mm-hmm. But then I think there's other things that just chalk up to, well, it, it's a story they can't really un- unpack all of that. They can't really get into all that. Number one, because it's also, again, remember, it, it is for a, a, a bit more younger of an audience initially. Initially. That's one of the primary audiences. Um, we love it because we're also considered in the audience, but if, if you put it in rows, we're kind of in the middle row. Mm-hmm. Kids are up front. Exactly. Um, and you don't really want them unpacking all of that. that no. That's, now, that's something, if, if you've got younglings and, and, and you talk with talk Star Wars with them, that's something you can help them see. Yes. It's that's... not our job as podcasters to <laughs> counsel your children after they've been traumatized by Star Wars. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing, I think, though, you just have to put... I mean, because there's many a times in movies where it's just... Be- my my answer is just because the script said so. Yeah. My answer is because it's a movie. Sometimes you just got to accept those explanations yeah. because that's, it is. Can I be honest? That's why I enjoy most of the movies that I do. Oh yeah. I. You don't love. You don't dig in. TMNT. <laughs> it, oh yeah. Well, I think it's a great film series. I love it so much because I don't think about it. <laughs> Well, I think that's a bad example because it's a good movie. I think I, I think love the Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. I think movie. that's a good example <laughs> because it's just like, ooh, ba bombs. You're I able like to those. just have fun. John Leguizamo, I like that guy. Right, like, and so I think for our ability to enjoy Star Wars, there's times when we do have to remember it is a story. It is a story. But I think there's times for the purpose when, of entertainment. Right, but I think there's times when we pick up on the bigger elements, and and some of it we've talked about in the perspectives of like Finn and Ray and. And even been like there's elements from that that can even as a story be taken and it's like wow this means something to me this is important to me this gives me value and that's what star wars is meant to do mm-hmm. by and large it's not meant to be a replacement of reality no. it can only do so much so as much perspective and as much as you see yourself and your situations in these fictional characters these are just meant to be a lens through which we process reality exactly. not what we use to replace it and so some of the things that we've talked about, um, you know, if you see yourself as Finn, if you see yourself as someone who everything else is going this way, but I'm going that way, I'm, I'm a fish out of water, I'm a salmon upstream, Which that's okay. Which is the way that they're supposed to go. No, it is. Yeah. But but if you look at all the other fish and judge, oh, up, it, if you judge you. the salmon by you. the bass, 
Um, never judge a salmon by the bass. <laughs> never judge a salmon you? by its bass. <laughs> um, but if you feel like you're different and mm-hmm. that's bad because everybody else is a certain way, you know, I would say own it. I would say the story that we see of Finn in episode seven is there's value to owning your differences. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless those differences are immoral or illegal. Yeah, there's always that anecdote. Yeah, um, You know, Ray, um, I would say, gives us their perspective of sometimes we need to break out of what's comfortable and familiar to get what we truly need, not necessarily what we want. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to stay in the box and hope that if we just stay here and don't do much and don't rock the boat, it's going to just go back the way it should be or go back to our idea of how things should be. Um, Sometimes we've got to get out. Sometimes we need to change things. Sometimes we need to see new things. Sometimes we need to get connected to new people in order to get what we really need. Ray doesn't need her parents to have value but she does need others and she finds those others only when she gets out of the box when she gets off of Jakku mm-hmm. um, Kylo is a character here it doesn't really happen he has a moment where he's confronted with his past but his idea of killing the past rather than accepting it and moving on mm-hmm. and not allowing it to dominate and rule him and getting out of the shadow of all of those those mistakes and 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 sins some his some his parents some even further back than that but his inability to process and healthily let go of those things is what puts him in such a dark place Mm -hmm. and and there's people that stay where they are and in a dark place simply because of their inability and lack of desire to deal with stuff they want to they want to destroy it they want to forget it but they don't want to deal with it Mm-hmm. And I think it's only when Ben deals with things and when he has the help of those that love him yeah. that help him deal with those things, only then is he really able to get out of the darkness. Yeah. Um, and then Han. Yeah. Even Han has the progress. We didn't get to talk about it much, but even he has the progress of recognizing, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. And you know what? Now I'm going to be there. And And he made a sacrifice. Right. It didn't change anything right there, but it did make a difference and it came back later Mm -hmm. and so sometimes no matter how old you are no matter how far along in your journey you may feel like you are there's never there's never a wrong time to decide to do the right thing Mm -hmm. um and he never got better at smuggling no he's he's a bad smuggler guys um and and so and i think that maybe there's more we could talk about but this is already a long episode it's a long one um Maybe there'll be times where we can do a kind of catch-all of other things we didn't get to talk about because I feel like this is going to be a reoccurring thing of, well, we had more to say, but we don't have room. Who knows? But mm-hmm. um, let us know what you thought of some of these perspectives of some of the character arcs of Episode 7. Did you see some of the things the same way? Did you not? Um, did anything here maybe change or add to perspective for you? Yeah. That'd be cool to know. It'd be really interesting. But nonetheless, um, that's the episode we got for you. Yeah. We will continue this next week with our look at the last jedi so for a lot of these characters we'll continue some of those those conversations we'll have some new ones because we have new characters like rose and even though he was kind of in this one he doesn't get anything until the next one luke uh he actually becomes a character in the next one i'm gonna talk about poe dead gummit we can actually talk about poe because he does something meaningful he does Um, do he does a lot meaningful i mean here he's just pretty and cool like that's it He's pretty cool, isn't he? I mean, that's just the reality. He wasn't meant to be a big character in this one. Yeah. 
because he lived, he moves on. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll be in the conversation. Leia will be more in the conversation um, next week as well. Um, so and we're gonna mention Holdo. Yeah, because as a, as a part of yeah. Leia, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I mean, well, and a part of Poe because he's part of her. His development comes from Holdo a bit, and also Laura Dern. It's just Laura just Dern. Just Laura Dern, honestly. So uh, now, based on this episode, um, if you're energized and excited, and now that you know what the idea of the episodes are, and you want to share some perspectives of episode eight character arcs, um, then just let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd be happy to kind of take that into account and maybe even share it uh, and whatnot. Um, we put that out there, and Ryan talked about our Kylo. He's like me; he's a big Kylo and a Ben Solo fan, mm-hmm. and a lot of the elements of his redemption and and of his. Um, return to the light his sacrifice are big factors uh in that for both of us and so um there's no downplaying how big of a kylo uh how big of a character kylo is absolutely a lot of that's just because adam driver is just such a great actor i think we can all agree that adam driver very spectacular and we get to see a lot more of that in in the last jedi for sure so yeah um but uh until next week until next time i've been your herd leader john wayne and i've been your herd mom megan and this has been Nerd Herder. Bye. Jesus.